Hello and welcome back to The Throwdown. I'm your host, Will Sears. We are back with another episode. We are going to start uploading more consistently because school is officially out. Still hasn't kicked in for me that I'm out of school. So I'm doing this episode really early. But uh, I'm in utter disbelief right now. (laughs) I'm in utter disbelief. A 28-point lead was blown last night. Philly and Atlanta. Benjamin David Simmons and Tobias John Harris. Oh my goodness. Tobias, four points, negative 10, minus 10 plus minus. In 38 minutes, Ben Simmons, eight points, four for 14 at the free throw line. How is that even possible? Ben Simmons, I know you're not a like you're not a scorer, like we know that. But you're an all-star. You need to put some buckets up if you see your team struggling. You know what I'm saying? I hate, I hate to uh, get on you too. But Matisse, you're just doing cardio out there. I mean, congrats, you're an NBA player who had two open threes, but you are trash too. You know what I'm saying? You and Simmons are all defense, and let Trey Young go for damn near 40 out there. This was just a, just a collapse. I'm seeing bad spacing. What a surprise, though, having Ben Simmons at your point guard. Hey, man, Ben Simmons. Uh, I swear, you have, like, one more year, bro. Get your act right on offense. Looks like Laker Lonzo out there. No moves, no shot, just defense and passing. Not playmaking, just passing. But Simmons got one more year. If Lonzo can, if Lonzo Ball went from a god awful shooter to an elite catch and sh- catch and shoot shooter in a span of two seasons, literally, why can't Ben do that? It's no coincidence Lonzo's whole offensive game bloomed once he got a jump shot. Hey man, let's stay on Simmons real quick though. You have all you have all time defensive potential, but bro, you killing the offense making life that much harder than it has to be for Joel because you can't hit a 15-footer. Now, Doc Rivers, I ain't forget about you either. You see Tobias is literally struggling the whole game, but you decide to let him run with the bench as the primary scorer. Like, Philly really needs another shot creator, bro. Oh, oh, my bad. Seth Curry. Seth Curry is their third is their is their third star, I guess. Steph Curry's brother, a role player who put up a career high in playoff points with 36. Seth Curry has been that guy for Philly all playoffs actually. He's been better than Simmons honestly, if y'all really want to talk about it, but he can't defend for his life. A skinny 6-footer and playoff basketball. Bro, that's a that's barbecue chicken right there. Lastly, JoJo, choking at the line? Bro, that was trash. How how you hit 20 free throws in a row? You hit 20 free throws in a row, and the most important two free throws, you missed both of them. Man, Philly's a joke. Since game one of this series, I knew ATL could pull out a series win. As much defense Philly has, or what I thought they had, ATL is chewing them right up and spinning them out. We got Lou Williams, who sparked the comeback, hitting tough shots, and I mean tough buckets. Since the bubble from last July, he's literally struggled with consistently consistency, but that was sweet Lou, not loving Pepper Lou last night. 
impressive. Another dude who struggles with their consistency was Gallo. I'll give him that. He had a great game. Him and Lou both had 15 to 60 off the bench. And that's the thing Philly needs, a freaking bench. Shake, where are you at? I thought you was the scorer. You had that big game in uh, game two, getting 16 in like 15 minutes. Where are you at, big bro? Uh, You know what I'm saying? George Hill, where are you at? You was traded to try and get here to get some buckets off the bench as a playmaker and point guard. You ain't doing nothing. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Doc, and can Maxi get some clock? Like, believe in him how you believed in shape. Like, Maxi had a 40-point game as a rookie. Like, that's not a surprise. He can get some buckets. Give him a chance, please. Like, Bogdan and her... Oh, you know what I'm saying? We about to go to the Hawks. Bogdan and Herter, step it up. Y'all combined for a whopping six points, three for 16 shooting. And yes, I'll finally get to him. Trey Young. I think Trey Young's IQ is so underrated. Knowing Matisse would bite on that pump fake at the end to draw the foul. But hey, you, you gotta get rid of that draw foul rule because Trey literally dove into Tease. He dove into Tease, but he got the call. His draw foul is annoying. You can't deny it. Can't deny it. He's exploiting the rules, but he's picking his spots and getting defenders out of position. Must be nice to sell all those fouls like that. Be prepared though, Trey. You're not gonna get those calls anymore. That's the word on the street when, you know what I'm saying? That's the word on the street. That's what I'm hearing, that they're trying to change the rules. But when your big three goes one for eight in a playoff game in the fourth quarter, Tobias, Joel, and Ben, who I'm talking about right now, expect to lose the game, Philly. Keep letting Trey Young get his floaters. Keep letting John Collins shoot wide open shots. Keep doing that. That's if you plan on continuing watching playoffs from Cancun. Owen Simmons, the Shanghai Sharks. Knocking on your door. You, Kuzma, Schroeder, Drummond, Tingus Pingus. That's a squad right there. Benjamin, you will never be a semi-good playoff performer ever. And I can guarantee that. And basically, to summarize what happened last night, good coaches are adept at concealing players' flaws. Let's, like, let's be real. But... Unless your coach puts you in a position to succeed in playoff basketball, you will be exposed. Doc Rivers was outcoached that game. When Simmons was Simmons is a liability on offense, and he continues to play him, and even ran plays for Tobias, who was a no-show all last night. And as a result, man, I'm put I'm pointing fingers at Simmons, I'm pointing fingers at Harris, and I'm pointing fingers at Rivers. They sold heavy. I'm, now we're going to Utah and Clippers. Do we owe Pandemic? Do we owe, I mean, Paul George? Do we owe Paul George an apology? Ever since game three, he's been looking like 2019 Paul George, MVP PG. 37, 16, and five dimes last night. And he's been hooping ever since game three. The pandemic, pandemic P jokes were in full effect games one and two. The crowd was chanting overrated. They was booing him. I was seeing pandemic P all over again. I was once again questioning his mental toughness, as that seemed to be an issue last year. And But shockingly, moved on. The way, P, the way PG can get his 
can't get to his spots. So fluid. Every time he makes a move, like, his crossover just makes me drool. Like, I'm so jealous of that crossover. In my opinion, he's literally, like, the smoothest hooper in the association behind Kyrie. And the only thing I don't like about him is, like, when he doesn't look confident. Like, in games one and two, you saw this. It was so apparent. Like, sometimes when I just look at his body language, I'm like, bro, just go. You were all NBA PG. You was all NBA third this year. Go at Royce O'Neal every time. Be sure, be sure of yourself, bro. You a dog. You know, the second thing I hate, which every Hooper does in the league now, is exaggerate the foul by flop, by flopping like his head bag. I'm sorry, Jory. Like, he, he literally does it. Like, every, every player does it. But it's annoying when Paul George does it. But I'm really sorry, George. I did not believe in you at all. I mean, to be fair, I did have every right to not believe in you. The last time he was a number one option in the playoffs was in 2019 versus Portland. And he flopped harder than a fish out of water. But, hey, Reggie Jackson, really that dude, huh? Ka- Kawhi complained, who was unfortunately out. Kawhi complained for, for one of the real point guards. I'll, I'll name you point guards. He has outperformed this playoffs. Starting point guards, by the way. Drew Holiday, Kemba, Ben Simmons, Alfred Payton. Yes, he started some playoff games. I know he sucks, but I'm just using him to tell my narrative. Let me be. K-Nun, Russ, Conley, in the two minutes he's played this playoffs, Compazzo, and Dennis, I want a $100 million contract. Shrewd. Jackson is Mr. Big Shot. Who would have thought Jackson, Reggie Jackson, would be averaging extremely efficient. He'd be extremely efficient while averaging 16 points a game. He's attacking Gobert every chance he gets. He's hitting tough shots. And <coughs> is he playing like an all-star? Nah, I'm just playing. He ain't no all-star, baby. But if Reggie is running back on defense, telling defenders, they can't guard me. That is brutal, man. And since that Dallas series, he's been killing it. But the reason why dudes like Jackson can dominate because Utah has zero perimeter defenders who are actually top 50 in defensive rating this whole postseason. You know, I said this about the Knicks when they played Atlanta. You can be a good defensive team all you want, but you need some elite clampers. New York didn't have any of that, nor does Utah. Like Bogdan, Ingles, and Spider, they're solid defenders. They ain't anything special. Like, they ain't anything crazy. And Snyder, Coach Snyder, keeps trying to put Royce O'Neal out there to try and stop Paul George, but he can't go, he can't wear a snail out there. Oh my goodness. But real talk, why do they, why do they, hold on, why do they keep playing Royce O'Neal? He's not defending well. Every game you wonder how well he will shoot. He provi- he literally provides zero consistency. Oh my goodness. Like, like listen, if the Jazz are not guarding anybody right now, they got Terrence Mann, first of all, they got Terrence Mann taking the Gobert off the dribble and dunking on him. But, but why don't they try and outscore teams like what Brooklyn does? Like, they have Ursan Ilyasova, who's a play, who's a playoff experience. And they have Niang. Oof. But, Ali, hey, he can shoot. And they provide, yeah, they provide extra elite shooting. Donovan, you was horrible tonight. Or last night, my bad. I don't care if you were nursing an ankle. If you own the court, there's no excuse. If, you know, if you was hurt, you would sit out. 
stop forcing these shots. And this is the exact reason why people call you overrated. This is the exact reason why people call you, why they don't, why you and Book aren't on the same level. I personally believe Donovan is better because he's been leading his teams to playoffs longer than Book. But like, this is the stuff that gets people frustrated. You forcing shots, you forcing double team shots, forcing shots at the end of the game, you know, when y'all are down five and you airballing. Hold on, man. That was horrible. Read out. I'm going to read you out the stat line. Six for 19. 31% from the field. Four for 14 from three. Oh, yeah. 21, 21 points. Five assists. Five rebounds. Two turnovers. Does that sound Does that sound good to you? Does that sound like an all-star, a rising superstar playoff performance? No. I don't think so. It's not... You know, but yesterday was a big day for the NBA. And I'll just just briefly wrap through this, what happened yesterday. So Kawhi has, the Clippers feared he has like an ACL injury. He's possibly done for the playoffs, but man, I wish he was healthy because realistically, a Clippers versus Nets finals, that would have been splendid. Even though I, I hate, I really hate both of those teams. Like, you can't not, it would not have been, it would have been real entertaining. They really, they had, remember, they had a regular season game this year, actually. And I remember that game was so crazy, man. They, I want, I remember thinking that I said, yo, I need six more games of that. But then second, uh, Chris Paul got Rona. And ah, it seems like every time something can go wrong for Chris Paul, it goes wrong. Like, hopefully his absence can be reduced since he is vaccinated, but Phoenix definitely play some games without Chris Paul in the Western Conference Finals. And if they meet the Clippers there, they'll probably be without Kawhi, so I guess it's a little even. I don't really know, man. But hey, Chris Paul get better. I don't, I don't like how they announced how he was vaccinated, though, because now you got those people like, oh, well, see, you can still get vaccinated and still get corona. Look, look. I don't really like that. Just they should just kept it on the low. Uh, Lamelo won Rookie of the Year last night, and uh, in my opinion, like I'm so serious when I say this, they could have been a top six seed if they wasn't for injury. Hayward had a real good season. Melo had his Rookie of the Year season. Rozier was great. Graham had his moments when Melo was out. Bridges was really good. Man, they was they was nice this year. They, I, I said this earlier this year. They was outside of the Thunder, obviously. They was my favorite team to watch last year. They was so entertaining. They had the broadcasters. They had the jerseys. They had Melo making the nice passes. Man, I really, I wanted, I wanted them in the playoffs this year. But I wanted, also, I wanted to see Russ in the playoffs, which I've been getting better series. But I'm happy they gave the award to Melo. Just because he's the more well-rounded player. And not to Anthony, who's really just a scorer. But I, I truly believe, though, also, if Anthony started the whole year, he definitely would have won, won Rookie of the Year. And you can literally see, you can check. When Anthony Edwards started starting, play, uh, you know what I'm saying, started starting games, that's when the Timberwolves started to win. No, they was trash all year. But once they got fully healthy, not fully healthy, because Beasley was out. And Edwards started playing, that's, that's when they started winning. Uh, Scott Brooks and Stan Van Gundy, they were both fired last uh, yesterday. 
Scott Brooks, let's, let's get this out the way. I don't care that he won a Coach of the Year award this year. I don't care that he's won, I mean, Coach of the Month. He's won a Coach of the Year, I believe, as well. But he relies on athletic point guards to bail out his flawed offense. Like, let's be real. He's had Russell Westbrook, and he's had John Wall. And he had an elite score on Bradley Beal. His offense has been iso ball, like, forever. That's what it feels like. It's always been iso ball. They, had, they drafted Danny Adija. I believe with like the ninth pick and he was advertised as some amazing Israeli playmaker Ta- and he's literally tasked as a catch and shoot player like like that's not that's not him and if that is him and he's not a catch and shoot player and you could li- you can literally see he was he did not have a good rookie year but take that to the bench let him run the bench then, if you, like, because he's not doing anything as a starter, man. Hopefully he gets better. Hopefully he had a nice surgery. But Washington needs the real coach, the real offense. That's really what they need. Stop this ISO ball. It's not gonna get you anywhere when Westbrook. You know, you you know you've been mad and everything, but three for twenty-two in playoff games is bad luck. And Bradley Beal shooting 33% as the number one scorer. I mean, 33% from three as the number one scorer, that's a bad look as well. Give me a real coach. And then, as Stan Van Gundy being fired, I think that was real good for the Pelicans. Uh, he tried to turn, like, Zion into a point guard again, like how he was when he was younger. And they made, like, Lonzo into a full-time, like, catch-and-shoot, like, shooting guard, 3 and D player in, like, the first half of the season. That's why he really played bad to me, in my, in my opinion. But but he had like yeah, he had zero point guard duties, and I'm sh- I'm sure he hated that. Lavar openly said how he hated it. But uh yeah, F- uh Van Gundy he loved to start Adams and Zion at the same time. Like this is not early two thousands, buddy. Like there was a time. You gotta think about it. Bledsoe, they had, they was running Bledsoe, Lonzo early in the season, Zion, and Adams. Four dudes who could not shoot. They was running them at the same time as starters. How do you expect to win? And then, I don't know what. Stan Van Gundy's some def. I thought he was some defensive coach. Oh, he's gonna unlock, unlock Zion's defensive potential. This team is gonna be so good on defense. Worst defense, second worst defense in the NBA. My bad. Portland was the worst defense. Oh, I think they were. They was one of them. How you had all defense, Eric Bledsoe, Lonzo Ball, who is an extremely good defender. Adams, he's not really a defender like that. Like he's an overrated defender. And Ingram, who's a solid defender, and you got Hart coming off the bench, who's a defender. I don't know, man. They just needed a whole coaching change again. Maybe a culture change, man. That was bad look. That was such a bad look. But uh, maybe with Stan Van Gundy gone, maybe Lonzo wants to stay in New Orleans. I know. I doubt he really liked Van Gundy. Maybe he can stay with his friends in New Orleans with Zion and B.I. Maybe grow something. Josh Hart already said he wants out. But I still believe they have a lot of talent. But uh, I think that's really it. No. Uh, yeah, that's really it. We out.